What if there was a different way to live and work? Beyond the hustle and hype. Beyond the never-ending race to get more, do more, be more. A way that's grounded, intuitive, intentional, and in line with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Wellpreneur with me, your host, Amanda Cook. Together, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cook, and here I'm coming to you from New York City which is another stop on my little US tour that I'm doing this July. So it is really hot and humid here in New York, which I'm kind of liking. It's reminding me of back when I used to live in sweltering Washington DC in the summer months, which actually I kind of enjoy. The humidity is a bit gross, but I do like the heat. So it's kind of nice to be here. And I'm catching up with an old friend from college while I'm in the city, which is really a lot of fun too. So this week, I wanted to talk to you about something that's really timely for me personally, and I think it's something that a lot of you will be dealing with as well, is that for some reason right now, all these opportunities are coming out of the woodwork. So I'm getting all these different speaking opportunities and chances to run workshops and even to plan different events and just get involved in these different projects that have just started coming to me, which is great. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. And then on top of that, I've also got all of my ideas, which I know a lot of you have as well, right? Like I've got these retreats that I want to start running. I've got this book that's underway and I've got just the normal day-to-day stuff going on with my podcast and my clients and my beta program. So there's lots of opportunities and ideas going on. And what I wanted to talk about today is how do you actually decide what's the most important to work on? right? When you've got all these opportunities and ideas coming your way, how do you know what's the best path for you to take forward? And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. But before we jump into that, I just wanted to share a little bit about what's going on here behind the scenes. So I've just spent, as you know, about three weeks in the U.S. with my parents and combination of helping my mother to declutter the house, as you've heard about in the previous episodes, plus running my beta incubator program, which is just awesome. So much fun. There's 12 women going through it. We're currently just moving into the halfway point of the program so that we've really tackled like getting clarity and focus around who we're working with and what we're doing in our businesses and what types of products and services to offer to the market. So that's been a lot of fun. And it's also made me really thankful that I've consciously designed my business in a way that I can actually travel around while I'm working. So most of the time I do spend my time in London, as you know, that's where I'm based and where my husband is. But it's really nice to be able to take these trips to spend time with family and friends and to be able to keep my products and programs going while I'm traveling. And that was completely a conscious decision. That just doesn't happen. And along the way, I've had to turn down opportunities that would really keep me stuck in a location or keep me based in a location for a period of time. And I've had to decide, do I want to take on this project for the next six months or year and commit to being here all the time? Or do I want to adjust and focus on these projects that are going to allow me to have the type of flexible location independent lifestyle that I really want? And so I've been feeling really thankful that I was able to take off this time and come to the States for this month. So just this morning, I was here in New York and I was going out. I really needed to have some serious time to catch up on work because I find that while I'm traveling, I can keep up with things that are already running, but I don't tend to make the time to really make progress on new projects. 
So for example, this book that I'm writing, nothing has happened on that in the past like three weeks since I've been away. And actually that's too bad. And that's something that I want to shift around in my own life so I can carve out dedicated time to really make progress forward on my business, not just keeping up with the status quo. So today I decided to carve out some really serious time to do some work on my business. So I took my laptop and I went out to find a coffee shop with Wi-Fi where I could sit and work. And as I was walking around the city, there's just such a vibe in New York. Like, I don't know, there's something so amazing about it. So many different types of people and you see everything and everyone's all together and there's all this energy. And as I was walking down the street, I was really liking it. It was just reminding me of, I don't know, when I used to live in the center of cities, like when I lived in DC, when I lived in Paris, of course, New York is completely different on a whole different scale, which I absolutely love. But I was walking around and I was like, this is great. I feel really creatively inspired. I feel like really engaged and plugged into what's going on. And I really got this strong desire to have some of that. So of course, instantly the thought comes into my mind and is like, well, maybe I should move to New York. And then I thought, well, you know, that's not really, first of all, that, I mean, that's just not really in the plan. That's not what my husband and I have talked about doing. Actually, we've talked about where we live in the States and New York wasn't one of the places that we'd choose actually. So I was thinking, well, moving to New York probably isn't the answer. Like it's not really the time in my life that I want to do that. But then it occurred to me, almost like coaching myself in my head, well, maybe I don't have to move to New York to get some of that vibe. Like what is it about this right now that I really like? And there's definitely this attraction to being out in the middle of the city, in the middle of the day, seeing all these different kinds of people and working in kind of that buzzy atmosphere. I really liked it. I found it really creatively inspiring. So it occurred to me that maybe the solution isn't just picking up and moving to these places when I like them or when I see something about them that I like. Actually, it's trying to identify what is that about the thing that I really like and then taking a look at my life and saying, well, how can I bring that into my life now? And that's what I wanted to share with you because I think this is a question that we can ask ourselves pretty frequently to bring some of our hopes and dreams into our current reality. So for example, for me, I was thinking, well, maybe rather than working at home every day or rather than going to the coffee shops in my local area, maybe one or two days a week, I could actually go down into central London and check out a different part of the city and either work in a co-working space or work in a, a coffee shop there in like a more buzzy, active part of the city. And maybe I could do that if I set a goal to do that for like once a week for like a month or two, I could check out all these different areas of the city. And who knows, I might decide that I really like one of them and get a membership at a co-working space or decide to go there more often. Or I might just decide, you know, that kind of fulfilled the need and I don't need to do that anymore. Now, like many of us, I'm a complex being, right? So it's not that I just like the city. Actually, when I'm out in the countryside, like when I'm teaching at this organic farm at Trill Farm for teaching my Vintage Amanda Natural Beauty classes, I often get an urge like, oh, wouldn't it be so nice to be able to walk out my front door and be in the countryside and spend more time in nature and be able to go foraging and pick all these wild plants and just spend more time connecting with nature. And in the same way, actually, the answer for me is not to pick up and move to the country because I know I don't want that all the time. But what is it about it that I really like? It's that being out in nature in the fresh air, having time to connect with nature and connect with myself and just be for a while. And also just to walk along, say, walk along the river or do some foraging. This is all stuff I enjoy doing. So fortunately, I've been able to incorporate that into my life in London where 
I can actually go out and walk along the river in London and spend time in parks and spend time outside and get a little bit of that. I've actually even last year was helping a friend with an allotment, which is like a community garden so that I could have some time really in nature growing things. So I say all of this because for a lot of us, we have these dreams of that at some point in our lives, something is going to change and then it's going to be perfect. And then we're going to be able to fill in the blank, spend more time at the ocean, have a second home, travel the world, have more freedom and flexibility, be the kind of person that does volunteer work or that goes to charitable events or be the kind of person that goes to museums more often or takes art classes or starts playing the piano, whatever it is. Maybe you don't have to wait until some indefinite time in the future when it's all figured out and that we know that will never happen. It's never all figured out. So whatever your dream is, I'd like you to try to ask yourself this week, how could you have a little bit of that right now? How could you make a small change in your current life to bring in some of that energy and some of those experiences that you're craving so that you can start to have them now in your lives? I think that's something that we can do for ourselves as wellpreneurs to help us realize our dreams more quickly. And it's also a tool and a question that we can use with our clients because it seems to me like if we keep waiting until some indefinite point in the future when we finally deserve to have whatever it is that we're hoping for, that point might never come. And so what if we could just have that now in a small way? I think that would feel so much more delicious and just make our lives much more pleasant as we're running our businesses here where we are today. So if you're listening to this from London and you have a tip on a great co-working space for me, definitely send me a tweet or an email and let me know because when I get back in July, I'm definitely going to be venturing into the city more often, into central London and checking out some co-working spaces to get a bit of buzz. So now I'd like to talk about opportunities and ideas and how do you even know what's the best thing for you to focus on? So let me get woo-woo on you for a minute and go a bit out there. So a few weeks ago, well, it was actually, yeah, I guess about a month and a half ago when I was back in London, I went to this podcasting meetup for a conference that's coming up called New Media Europe, which if you're in Europe and you're interested in new media, like you want to start podcasting or using blogging or video as a bigger part of your business, definitely check out this conference. I'll be there. It's in September. Um, It's in Manchester in the UK. And I'm super excited because it's like, the first big media conference that's in Europe with big name people that are going to be there. And I'm just really excited to actually connect with people in person without having to fly back to the States, which obviously I love coming to the US, but oh my gosh, it's so nice to be able to go to something in Europe. So I was at this podcasting meetup and I met this guy there named Phil Palin, who's a PR expert and he works with, he's from LA and he works with celebrities on their personal brand. And it was really interesting. And he was telling me how he got started on the speaking circuit so that he can speak at conferences. And that really resonated with me because public speaking and speaking at conferences and events and running workshops is something I did for 12 years during my corporate career. I absolutely love it. I just love public speaking and running workshops. And it's something that I've done a bit in my businesses, but you know, I've always intended to get into more. And I thought, you know what, now's the time. I've got some space in my schedule. And this is like the point in my business that I really want to start doing more public speaking. So all I did really is set the intention for myself. And I wrote it down in my business plan, which I keep in Evernote. I wrote down that I really want to start doing more public speaking and setting up things for probably not this autumn, but for 2016. So all I did is just commit to that. I didn't actually take any action. 
And then I came to the U.S. And funny enough, I've gotten like three different speaking opportunities, no, four different speaking opportunities just coming out of the woodwork. It's so funny. And, you know, to get woo-woo for a minute, it's got to have something. Well, I like to think that it has something to do with really clearly setting the intention that I wanted to do that and just being open to those types of opportunities coming towards me. So I've got a few workshop opportunities. I've got a really big speaking engagement about digital marketing in London that I'll be telling you about as soon as it's announced. That's awesome. Super excited about that. What I'm considering a really big Vintage Amanda, actually two Vintage Amanda teaching opportunities. So all this stuff's really cool. Plus, in addition to that, there's an opportunity to plan a conference. I'm working on my own retreats that I want to start running for the business either later this year or next year. And also, I've been working on a book on the Vintage Amanda side about natural health and beauty, plus all the normal stuff I've got going on in my business. So I know for a lot of you, this happens as well. And whether it's opportunities coming in from the outside or people pitching you ideas for partnerships and joint ventures, or just all the ideas that are in your head, like what we were talking about last week in episode 67 about writing down all of your ideas for your business to help yourself get out of overwhelm. If you missed that episode, you could check it out at wellpreneuronline.com slash 67. There's some really good tips in there for how I get out of that overwhelm phase. So what do you do when you have all of these opportunities and ideas for what you can do for your business? What I used to try to do in the beginning, especially before I was clear on what my value was and where I was going with my business, is I would just try to do everything. So if an opportunity came my way, I just accept it. And although that was really fun and actually can be okay in the beginning if you're feeling a little bit lost because it allows you to try out a whole bunch of different things and start to work towards some clarity about what's really resonating with you and what's going to work for your business. But the problem with accepting everything, especially at the point that I'm at now and once you get a bit more involved in your business and extra especially if you really need to survive off of your business so you need your revenue to support you, then you've got to have focus. Because we've only got so much creative energy, right? Even if you could work 20 hours a day, how many of those hours a day are actually going to be at your peak creative energy? I would say we've probably only got like two to maybe five hours a day, probably more like two or three that really allow us to operate at peak creative energy. And that's the energy that you need to create things. So checking your email, doing your accounting, that doesn't need your peak creative energy. But things like writing a book or creating a new product or creating a service offering or preparing a workshop, all of this needs good, fresh, creative energy. And you've got such a limited supply of that. So what I've learned that is so important to do is to really focus down. So rather than splitting that creative energy across five different projects, if you could focus it just in one area or two areas, you're going to go so much further than trying to do everything just a little bit. And this is important, especially in the beginning, because we want to get traction in one area. We want to go far and get traction with our limited resources in one area. And once you start to see success there, then probably you can hire a team or have get people to help you or have that one up and running and you can spend that creative energy getting something else going and getting traction in another area. So it's really important to have focus. Plus, it just feels better. It helps you to have clarity and get out of that feeling like there's just too much to do and not enough time. There is always enough time for everything that's important. Let me say that again. There is always enough time for everything that's important. I remind myself of this almost every day because 
There is always enough time for everything that's important. It's a question of priorities. You've got to prioritize what are the most important things for your life and business, and that's what you're going to spend your time on. So here's how I filter through all of the opportunities and ideas to decide what's really the most important for me to be focusing on. The first thing that you can do is reconnect with your big picture. It's really easy in our businesses to get lost in all the details, lost in the weeds. And what's the expression? I can't see the forest for the trees, right? Because you're just stuck in all these details, looking at all the little trees, and you're missing the big picture direction of where you're going. So this is something we did in the beginning of my incubator program, and it's something that I do regularly several times a year, is just take a few hours or a day even, or even sometimes a couple days, and reconnect with my big purpose. Why am I doing this? And it's not so much about the details of what you want to do, but it's really about why are you doing this and how do you want to feel? What do you want to feel like every day? What do you want work to feel like? What do you want your life to feel like? What do you want it to look like? Where are you going to be? Who are you going to be with? Are you going to be working with a team or alone? Do you see yourself traveling? Do you see yourself like doing things in person or online? You know, what is your real purpose for doing this? Is it to spend more time with your family? Is it to create change in the world? Is it to help other people? Is it to allow you to travel? Is it to allow you to have an income so that you can work on something else? I mean, what is it? Why are you doing this? Really, to me, this is the most important thing to get clear on because the details will change. And there's lots of ways you can get to your end goal, but you've got to know what the end goal is. So for example, if one of your major goals is to be totally have time freedom and not have to be in a place at a specific time, then you probably don't want to be accepting engagements that are like teaching at a local venue where you have to be there like once or twice a week at a certain time, right? You might want to move more towards selling products or evergreen courses that don't require you to be someplace at a specific time. If your goal is to be location independent, but you don't mind having to have appointments, then you can work with clients virtually so that you can work with them wherever you are in the world. So it's really important to get clear on what kind of lifestyle you want. One tool I really like to do this is I actually got from Denise Duffield Thomas in her book, Lucky Bitch, which is she asks you to create a be, do, and have list. So you just write a list of what do you want to be, what do you want to do, and what would you like to have in your life? And it just provides a nice structure to give you an idea and a framework for what direction you're going in. This becomes especially important when weeding out, quote, good business opportunities or what you should do in your business. So there's a lot of times that you'll see something and you just get this feeling like, you know what? I should really do that because that sounds like that would create a really big business. But in your gut, it's just not something you want to do. So for example, on my natural beauty business, Vintage Amanda, where I'm teaching people how to make um, natural beauty products and home remedies and I teach workshops and et cetera, et cetera, right? Everyone, every time I run a workshop, people say, do you sell products? Oh, you should really start your own product line with your recipes. And to be honest, yes, that might be a great business model. And it totally makes sense because I have recipes. So why don't I just sell the products? But honestly, that just has no interest for me. I don't want to make products myself. I definitely do not want to keep inventory and I don't want to have stock and ship orders. And it just, to me, does not sound fun. Now, yes, of course, there's a way I could outsource it so somebody else could produce my products and then I could get a drop shipper to package and ship them and handle the orders. But at this point in my life, that is just not the direction that I want my business to go in. Does it make sense as a business idea? Yeah, totally. It makes sense. But it's not the right thing for me. 
And so for me, that's an easy one because I have a strong, I don't want to do that kind of reaction. And you might to certain ideas too. You just know you don't want to do that. And that's really good. That's a good indicator to help you make these decisions and weed out opportunities. But sometimes it's more tricky. Like an idea might sound okay and maybe it would be interesting to you, but it just doesn't seem as exciting as this other stuff you're working on. And if you look at it in perspective with your big picture goals, where you're going with your life, it just doesn't make sense. So I want you to get really clear on your big picture this week. I'm sure you've done it before. But like I said, I do it almost every quarter just to do a check-in because I find that as we're working, we can start to get off track and get a little bit distracted. And it's good every couple months just to have a check-in with your big picture. Now, the second thing I like to do is to set up some way that you have a reminder to reconnect with your big picture. So what I personally do is I create a vision board and I put that vision board in front of my desk. So a vision board just has words and pictures that represent what I want to cultivate in my life. And I put that above my desk so that I can look at it every day. And it's just a quick visual reminder of where I'm going. I also like writing things down, like I'll write it down in Evernote. But I find that when it's written down, I don't go back to it to keep refreshing my memory. And that's why I personally like a vision board, because it serves as a reminder to me. Another idea you could do if you're not into doing a vision board is something that's called a filter statement. And this is an idea I got from the coach Hillary Rubin, and she was saying that you basically can create a filter statement about what your goals are in life and write that down and post that where you can see it so that you might say you might want location independence, you know, time, freedom, and flexibility. If you want that, you could put that as a statement, hang it where you can see it, and that can help you to filter out which opportunities are right for you and which aren't. But I would definitely encourage you to figure out a way that you can Get clear again and reconnect with your big picture, but then also put it in a place that you'll be reminded to engage with it on like a daily or weekly basis, just to kind of keep your internal compass calibrated so you know you're going in the right direction. It'll really help with your decision making. And the last piece that I found really helpful in filtering out opportunities is mapping everything out on a timeline. Now, I know because I have this urge too that we want to just do everything right now. So wouldn't it be great if I had like 20 speaking opportunities and a full book of clients and 10 best-selling products and, you know, my book released and I was running retreats all right now. But in reality, with me and my two virtual assistants that I use, I just can't possibly get all of that done right at this exact time. So it's really helpful to map it out and say, What do you want to do on like a quarterly and a yearly basis and even map it out for the next couple of years so you can see how it all fits together and how it all progresses and you feel like it's been captured, but you don't feel this pressure of having to do it all right now. And that's really helpful when filtering out opportunities as well, because if a new opportunity comes in, you could take a step back and compare it against both your big picture vision as well as this timeline of where you want to go. And you can say, where does this fit in? Does it fit in? Does it really align with where I'm going in my life and my business? So that's what I'm actually working on this week is reconnecting with my own big picture and helping myself to filter through these opportunities that are coming in. Of course, I'm completely grateful and thankful that I've had all of these opportunities, but they might not all be the right next steps for me. So that's what I'm spending my time on this week. And I'd encourage you to spend an hour or two and do the same. Just get really clear to reconnect with your vision and take a look at the opportunities that are coming to you and help yourself to focus and prioritize. You'll get so much better results in your business if you're going further with one or two things than if you try to do everything right now. 
So I would totally love to hear from you if you hop over to the website, which is at wellpreneuronline.com slash 68. You'll see that there's a little box on the right-hand side where you can click send me a voicemail. And if you click that, you can record a little message. So I would love it if you would let me know what your biggest struggle is with your business, or you can let me know how you get through these you know, this overwhelm and having all of these opportunities and ideas yourself. I'd love to hear from you and I just might share it on a future episode. Also, if you just tap, if you're listening to this on an iDevice, like an iPhone or an iPod or an iPad, if you just tap on the picture of the Wellpreneur podcast, that will take you to the show notes right within the podcast app. And I'm going to try to put a link there to where from your mobile device, you can just click and leave me a voicemail or ask me a question so that I can use it on air. I'd really love that. I'd love to hear from you and answer questions about what you're struggling with. So as always, you can get all of the notes from this episode at wellpreneuronline.com slash 68. And I am sending you tons of good vibes for this week. Hope you have lots of luck in your wellness business. And I will be back here talking to you next week, probably from the Midwest at that point. And then I'll be heading back to London. So have a great week and I will speak to you soon. 